Hello, and welcome to the Fertility Warriors podcast. My name is Robin Birkin. I'm the author of the blog Modern Day Mrs., uh, as well as the book Screw Infertility and Fertility Warrior in the Kitchen. And I also have this podcast and a Facebook group uh, called the Fertility Warriors Support and Chat Group. If you thought I had been a bit absent lately, then you would be right. I have just had a baby. It's my second baby. Unfortunately, I am not as lucky as the general population. I am just like you guys, and my baby was an ICSI baby. Uh, It was a pretty hairy pregnancy experience and a particularly hairy labour. You can read about it if you're on my Facebook group, which is Modern Day Mrs. Uh, But I'm glad to be on the other side of it, and now I have the pleasure of enjoying things like sleepless nights and juggling a toddler and a newborn. So I'm very lucky. I feel very grateful and very blessed that, uh, you know, with the good fortune of fertility treatments um, in terms of technology uh, and finances, that we have been able to have two children using ICSI technology. So speaking of finances, today I am talking about how to save for IVF. And I think that, um, you know, it sucks that it is such an expensive thing Um, that we need to fork out for. My husband and I were pretty lucky in that when we started our fertility journey for Chloe, uh, which cost, you know, like a small fortune, we, well, A, we lived in Australia, and in Australia, Medicare covers about 50% of the charge, and that's our, sort of, our government health care. We also have private in private health insurance, which covered some as well, although you're still up for basically the other 50%, which is still quite a lot. Um, For those of you in the United States, a lot of what I'm talking about will probably be relevant to you, but for people who are in the UK, in Australia and other places, then do listen because I've got a few little tips uh, and things like that up my sleeve. But Ross and I did have some savings that we drew on when we started our journey. And then when it came to trying for Olivia, which is the baby that we just had, we were really lucky that we fell pregnant on using on a frozen embryo transfer. So that didn't cost as much as having to go through a retrieval. Um, but then we fell pregnant on our second cycle, which is very different to our story with Chloe, but made it uh, a lot easier. And I think that if I had to have had another retrieval, we fell pregnant on our last embryo. So that was definitely uh, looking like it was on the cards. I'm not sure that we could have afforded it. And we probably would have said, you know, we're pretty lucky to have one child. So we'll, you know, say, you know, that's our lot. But we were lucky in that we fell pregnant uh, on our second go. So on to today's podcast, which is, you know, hints and tips for how to save for IVF um, because it is very, very expensive. So I guess, you know, it comes down to, in my mind, three things. One of those is mindset. One of those is saving money and the other one is making money. So I'll start off and I'll um, start by talking about mindset. So in this podcast, you know, like I'll give you hints and suggestions and things that you can do. Uh, And I think that to some degree, some people might say, well, that's too hard. I'm not doing that. Oh, that looks like too much. And my answer to that is if I said to you, think of what the cost of an 
IVF cycle costs with a retrieval. So what is that, like $15,000, $20,000? Is it more? Is it you know less? If I said to you, I'll give you $15,000 to make these small changes in your life, you would take it, I'm so sure. If I said it's the $20,000 challenge, if it was a radio challenge and someone said to you, I will give you $20,000 to make these changes, would you do it? Is what you need to ask yourself. And that's the reality of it. Um, and it might not be that these changes add up to $15,000, you know, like in a month or three months or something like that, but they do make a big change. And also think as well, even if you can afford one IVF cycle, the sad reality is that some of us need to have multiple retrievals. We need to go through this sometimes, multiple times. Then if you have a think about the cost of a child, the cost of the labour and things like that, the costs all add up. So um, I think that you know, even if you have the funds to do it once, then there's a strong possibility that you'll need to do it again. Um, and what if, to, on a you know another level, having to do one less IVF retrieval is what made the difference. So not even saving for to do the first IVF. What if it's about, you know, maximizing your chances and falling, pre making sure that you fall pregnant on that first try. Um, so, you know, if I'm talking about maximizing your chances, I'm talking about, you know, are you really making the dietary changes, you know, that they recommend you should be making? Are you still drinking, you know, like Diet Coke and junk food and things like that? Are you practicing positive mental habits? So, you know, are you really trying to look after yourself and take care of your stress levels? You know, like, and whatever works for you, is that going for a walk every day? You know, like having a shower to just um, clear away that stress, writing in a gratitude journal. And if there's one thing that I recommend to everyone, it's writing in a gratitude journal. It honestly changes the way that you think about life. So think to yourself, you know, the changes that I'm about to make. One, if I said to you, can you take the $20,000 challenge? And it's like a radio challenge. I bet you would say yes. If I said to you, can you cut out dairy and gluten for three months? And I'll give you 20 grand. I bet you would do it. I bet you would be motivated to do it. So you need to motivate yourself to make the changes necessary. Um, and sometimes, you know, do you need to spend um, like $100 or $200 or even $1,000 to do something uh, to help maximize your chances of falling pregnant on the first go in order to save yourself $20,000 down the track because you weren't, um, you know, doing everything in your power to maximize your chances. And I do believe um, that to a degree that it's about balance. You know, you might not be able to do it things 100% because the stress that it would cause for you to do that would be too much. But I don't believe in excuses um, and, you know, I don't believe that you should, you know, disregard everything and be like, oh, well, you know, it was causing me too much stress. You need to really give it um, a good shot and you need to be trying to do everything in your power uh, to make sure that that works. So if we have a look, though, at savings, the first thing that I think you need to do is actually find out where your money goes. So if you don't know what you're spending your money on, uh, then that's step number one. You need to know how much money is coming into your house 
and how much money is going out and what that money going out uh, is, like where is it going. So what you need to do is start a spreadsheet and you need to go over your expenses for the last three or four months and categorize it by month or by probably by month but you can have a look if you get paid by fortnight and go from there and you do it over sort of three or four months so that you can get a good idea and some of your bills only come um, you know like once every three months or something like that as well if you have any bills that come once a year then you need to be having a look at including them and dividing those into you know like a monthly portion so you need to have a look uh, at where your expenses are going once you have that, then what you need to do is write down what your savings goals are. So I'm a big fan of writing down your goals. If you have your goals just stuck in your head, then it doesn't always sort of force you to do it. It's not always reminding you to make those changes. So write down what your savings goals are. So you might have a look at your um, expenses. And for example, you might say, wow, my mobile or my cell bill is really high. And then Think about what you're spending. Are you using all of the data that you um, have signed up for? Do you, can you go down to, or negotiate or call your cell company and see if you can negotiate onto a lower plan? Do you really need to have the latest iPhone? Because I'm probably sure, I'm pretty sure that you probably don't. Um, so, you know, have a look at, at what you're spending money on. How much are you spending on takeaway coffees, on takeaway meals? Takeaway meals can add up so much and I'll talk a bit more uh, about food in a moment because that's a big one. How much are you spending on petrol or fuel or gas or whatever you call it um, and start just looking you know like at what your expenses are, your electricity uh, and things like that. So I'm going to go through and just you know, give you a few general hints and tips uh, and things like that. So make sure though that you're writing down your savings goals. Do you want to save a bit of money on your electricity bill? Do you want to save a bit of money uh, on your cell bill or your insurance uh, or something like that? Whatever it is, write it down. So a few ways to cut out costs and let's start with food. So think of when you're at the supermarket of what food you're buying and how much might go into a meal. And hands down, meat, particularly red meat, is so expensive. And if you compare the cost of meat to the cost of beans and rice, and many people throughout the world, probably people with the best fertility, have staples like beans and rice. Beans and rice are so cheap. They're healthy. They're both a protein and a carbohydrate uh, and a vegetable. Hello. Um, but really have a look and you know things like dairy can be really expensive. What things are you buying? And are you buying a lot of processed food? Because processed food can be really, really expensive too. Um, so you need to have a look at what kind of processed and convenience food you're buying. Uh, really try to cut down uh, on your meat consumption. Really cut down uh, on the amount of takeaways that you're buying. Uh, and especially things like coffee and alcohol. When you're on a fertility journey, you really need to be cutting down the amount of coffee and alcohol that you consume anyway. Um, so that's a good way to try and help um, save costs. So when we're looking at um, your food and things like that, think as well about how much food 
you might be wasting. How much perfectly good food are you throwing away? How much food is in your pantry and is your pantry just overflowing with things that you've bought that you don't use? So one way to really um, try and counteract that is to do meal planning. So that's where you sit down on a Sunday and you will write down, well, what meals are we gonna have over the week? And what you wanna do is plan your ingredients like that. So, you know, you might go to the shops and buy a uh, capsicum or something, or you might buy uh, some spring onions. Um, and you might not, you might use it for one meal or you might buy it and not even know what you might use it for and then they just end up throwing it away. So what you wanna do though is meal plan and make sure that if you're buying uh, you know something you're using the whole thing uh, throughout the week if you don't if it doesn't get used just in one recipe um, so that's a really important thing to do uh, is meal plan and you plan out your meals in the week and then you buy just the ingredients that you need for that meal plan uh, and what I will do is I'll head on to if you have a look uh, and sign up to the modern day misses um, membership it's completely free and it just gives you access to a library i'll upload a whole bunch more tips on how to save money in the kitchen as well as a little meal a cute meal plan template for you or a couple of cute meal plan templates um, so then have a look at your electricity so you know where might you be able to save money on your electricity uh, I, you know do you have all of the lights on in your house are you running like two TVs in your house all the time? Do you have a bar fridge with booze in that actually you don't really need to be using? Think about all of the things in your house that might be sucking up electricity. Think of the heating and the cooling in your house. Could you really just open a window to get a bit of airflow to cool your house? Could you um, just have an extra blanket or an extra jumper instead of your heating? And even, you know, to a degree, just switching things off for an extra hour or not leaving things on overnight can make a really big difference. Think about your memberships. What kind of memberships do you have? Do you have cable? Do you have Netflix? Do you have uh, a gym membership? Think about where you can cut out costs on, you know, or Spotify. Think about where you can cut out unnecessary costs uh, on things like that. And if you add up the cost of all of those subscriptions, it's probably quite a lot. Um, and there's a number of really great things that you can do instead of uh, watching TV all the time. Uh, you know, you could do activities with your partner. Um, well, that kind of might have sounded a bit rude. I mean, you can do activities with your partner, but I was meaning more like having a conversation or playing a board game or something like that. Uh, and then it just, my one-track mind thought elsewhere. Um, moving right along uh, instead of a gym membership could you actually do walking or could you do uh, yoga from YouTube instead of going to a yoga class uh, or something like that um, instead of going out to dinner with a friend could you have a picnic uh, outside instead of going out for coffee with a friend could you both go for a walk instead? So just, you know, like swaps like that. So it doesn't mean, you know, you're, de you're depriving yourself of things, but it's just swapping uh, some things for other things. Um, and there's also, I guess, little swaps as well that you can make. So uh, you, 
some people use rinse aid in their dishwasher or you use fabric softener in your uh, washing machine but you can actually substitute vinegar for both of those things and it works just as fine and vinegar is actually uh, a really good thing to use anyway and vinegar is probably quite a bit cheaper in terms of cleaning products you can also you know obviously buy cleaning products from Costco or you can buy them online from Amazon if you're in the US um, and try to buy where you can some things in bulk so you know like toilet paper have a look uh, at what it is and even you know you only need to do this once is just take a calculator and calculate what is the difference in cost between buying you know like a small uh, pack of toilet paper think I just need to have a caveat that it's things that you know you will use so don't buy you know like a huge amount of something that you actually don't use that much but you're pretty guaranteed to use things like toilet paper. Um, so make sure, and you know, washing detergent, make sure that you're buying those things in bulk. Um, some other ways is, you know, like if you have a think about your water, take shorter showers, have less baths, let some of your garden go or, you know, make some of your garden a bit of mulch or some rocks or something like that to just save on water. So there's lots of different ways. And I know that you probably know a lot of ways yourself. And it really depends, though, on that spreadsheet that you create. And that's why that's the number one thing you need to do is to find out where your costs are going and then work backwards and see where you can make small changes. In pretty much every bill you have, I bet you can make changes. In terms of saving money, I also want to talk uh, about cars. Have a think about how much you're spending on your car. Do you have two cars and you really only need one car? Um, because cars are expensive. There's the fuel for the car. There's the insurance for the car, not to mention the money that you could save by selling the car um, and it's better for the environment as well you know and if you're just renting think about how much time and how much money you might be spending driving into work or catch even catching public transport is it worth you know is it worth moving a bit closer to your work uh, or can you ride a bike instead so just start to think about things like that make sure that you're couponing and buying things during the sale period my cousin Sally goes and buys all of her Christmas presents for kids mid-year because Target has a mid-year toy sale. So she goes every year late at night, like on a Thursday night, and she goes and buys all of the toy presents because Target has some massive toy sale then. Uh, you can also make gifts uh, and it's really, you don't have to, it's not, you don't have to make junk, but you know, you could make, um, like food jar ingredients or you could learn a cr like something like macrame um, you can make candles for people there's so many things that you can learn and you can just uh, pinterest heaps of stuff um, and sometimes handmade gifts are way better than bought gifts anyway because they're so unique so you know have a think about that i then want to just talk to you about your home loans and your credit cards I know that it seems really, really easy to put things on your credit card, but credit cards have ridiculous interest rates and I'm telling you that you will end up spending more in the end. So have a little bit of a think and have a bit of a comparison of whether it would be cheaper to actually get a loan, uh, whether it would be cheaper to refinance your home loan because my home loan, uh, we pay, I don't know, 
five percent or five point something percent but I know that my credit card is 20% interest. So, you know, have a bit of a comparison of what is going to get you the best uh, return. And my husband and I, one of our things is we always try to have a zero balance on our credit card. We use credit cards strictly for emergencies only. So if you have a credit card debt, uh, I would try and clear that as your first priority because you're paying money for nothing absolutely nothing uh, if you have a credit card debt. And track your expenses and your interest rates. Is it uh, better to refinance? Same thing with your cell bill, your insurance, all sorts of things. Is it going to be cheaper for you to change to a different provider uh, rather than stick with the same provider? Uh, so now I just want to give you a little bit of a, a hot tip, uh, which is something that one of my friends did when we were at university uh, to save money. It's, I call it the envelopes strategy. She'd get paid. She would take out all of the money that she needed to get by because she had a spreadsheet and she knew how much she was spending. So she would put aside, okay, I need to put aside X amount for insurance. I need to put aside X amount for this. I need to put it, and you know, like even if she had annual bills, um, let's say she had a bill that was $120 a year, she would put away $10 from that pay towards that bill for the end of the year. So that's sort of how she would, uh, do it. She'd put all their money in envelopes. She'd have a certain amount just for spending and for going out. Um, and to a degree, when you you know you're like, I've got fifty bucks for this fortnight or this month for spending and going out. You savor that fifty bucks. So that makes you know, instead of just going out and spending willy nilly, you really savor that coffee and that movie and things like that. So she put all of her money in envelopes, and in that way. It didn't get cross-contaminated. She wasn't spending money on things that she didn't have. And she was really conscious of how much she was spending uh, on each thing and really motivated to, if she wanted to cut costs in certain areas, to do that. Uh, and basically everything else of hers went into savings. So you can try the envelopes trick. You could do a more simplified version with a few bank accounts that don't have any fees. Um, so you could just do like one for your like for all your bills and your home loan, uh, one for spending and then have just your savings one. Uh, so there's different ways that you can do it, but just make sure you're not paying fees and don't get sucked in by all of those things that have like frequent flyers and stuff like that. That If you have a credit card, the two things that you want is interest-free uh, period, like 55 days interest-free and no annual fee. Don't worry about frequent flyers because I guarantee you some one way or another you're getting ripped off. Uh, with those. So then we talk about, I guess, sort of making money. Um, so I would definitely have a look in terms of your job at whether your job has insurance or not. Uh, and a hot tip is I have heard along the grapevine that Starbucks covers IVF charges up to a certain amount. So are you able to get a part-time job at Starbucks? Because that is one quick way essentially to make that money is to just have your job cover it. Can you negotiate with your HR department if you have insurance for them to cover your IVF? So sometimes you really need to ask the question. You need to go in there and ask your HR department uh, if they will cover um, that and so I'm speaking specifically to people in the US uh, when I say this. Um, you know, are there some simple things that you could do that might kill two birds with one stone? So, if you have a craft or if you want to learn a craft or if 
Robin told you to just give up Netflix and cable and you need something to do. Is there a craft that can also make you income? Um, so it's not just Etsy. You know, there's farmers markets and things like that. So you could do cooking for farmers markets. You could do crafts for Etsy. Gardening, you could sell plants and flowers. Um, there's Fiverr and creative market if you're a computer guru and you can do design and stuff like that. So there's lots of different things there. Or could you do something that includes exercise? Uh, like delivering pamphlets or something like that, uh, you know, on the weekends. Um, you know, and then just, you know, you can always, I guess, go for those uh, promotions at your work. One of the things that I always remember people said about the difference between guys and girls is that girls will uh, always wait until they are fully qualified to go for a promotion. Whereas guys are, you know, might have 30% of the qualifications, but they're like, oh, I'll learn it on the job. It cannot hurt for you to put your hat in the ring um, for that job. Um, so definitely check, you know, if you can do that. Definitely make sure you're saving money. Um, and just while I'm here, there's heaps of freebies out there to help you on your fertility journey. So I'll link to a couple. Um, and there's a couple that, um, you know, I really like. Um, there's Gabriella Rose's free 14-day challenge and she talks about the lifestyle changes that you can make. Zara Haji, uh, she is a beautiful yoga teacher. She t talks about, um, you know, like how to help your relationship and three things uh, that women should know. I have a number of freebies. So if you're signed up as a member on the moderndaymrs.com website, there's some freebies to help you along. Um, and, you know, just make sure that you're not wasting any of your cycles, uh, get tested uh, and things like that. Make sure that, you know, you're not just going on Clomid for month after month after month and you're not spending all of this money uh, on medications if somebody hasn't properly tested you. Um, and if you're doing something that doesn't feel right as well, then that might be money down the drain. So I know that I always recommend things like acupuncture, but if it doesn't feel right and you're like, I've been persevering with this for four months and it's just causing me more stress, then nip it. Don't do it. Cut it, you know, cut it out and save yourself the money there. Uh, hopefully that's given you a few tips. As I mentioned before, I will link on moderndaymrs.com to some of the uh, ladies who have some cool freebies uh, for you. Uh, and I'll also link to a meal plan template that you can use as well as a whole bunch of tips on how to save money in the kitchen. But hopefully that's helped you with a few hints and tips. You probably know a lot of it uh, or, there's one or, or there's some things that you're like, I could never do that. But hopefully there has been at least one or two things that will help you uh, save a bit more money for IVF other than which is perfectly fine, the standard GoFundMe pages and stuff like that. Thank you for listening to the Fertility Warriors podcast. Um, my podcast might be, uh, you know, like a couple of months in between each podcast at the moment while I get my head around uh, wrangling two people. Uh, but definitely do keep checking in uh, and feel free to join our Fertility Warriors support and chat group on Facebook where it's a closed group so you don't have to have anyone know that you're a part of it where we're always there to support each other we're always chatting and things like that and I obviously drop in quite a bit as well to that group see you later and sending you all lots of baby dust bye bye <laughs>